Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back. Jay Foreman, DP, old school. Brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, special ingredients butcher shop. Five o'clock hour. Another hour closer to the Colorado game. Another hour haze in the barn. Uh, the practice is over. Obviously, we had Satterfield uh, talking today. Austin, do we have some audio from that or just some uh, cliff notes? Potentially. Let me see if I can Potentially. find it real quick. Yeah, well, well, we got the whole transcript. Yeah, the transcript is all you need, but uh, me and DP were talking about before the bottom of the hour. I have a funny Ray Carew story. We played him up there. I was a redshirt freshman, and you hear about Ray Carew running a 4-2. Coach Darlington is like <laughs> – he's up there just like all week, like acting like he's scared of Jay Foreman get out in the slot against Ray, Ray Carew, right? I was like, oh, man, I was actually – I wasn't scared, but I was like, yeah, this dude can run a little bit, but – I was like, well, he ain't running a 4-2 on tape, so I should be straight. So we get out there, and we're running, uh, ideally, what, what we talked about off-air, what you should do against either, you know, a regular two-person slot or a three-person slot. So technically, I have Ray Cruz man-to-man, but I only got him low and inside, right? High and outside would either go to the corner or the safety. Well, anyways, I got a good beat on him and stuff, and then uh, he, he ran like a little quick, like, out route or whatever. It was just like a little flat route. Me and Mike Minner hit him, right? Pitcher gets into Sports <laughs> Sports Illustrated, right? I'm cool. I'm hyped because, number one, we won, and then we in Sports Illustrated. My dad sends it to me five or six years later in the league. I'm in the league. Ray Carew, that was the end of his situation. And Mike Minner's in there. I was a, like, 18-year-old freshman. Got into Sports Illustrated. I was like, yeah, that's cool, man. I, told, I went to tell Coach D, look, man, I told you I could guard this dude, man. He ain't. You up here tripping? So uh, Ray was Ray was 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 gifted as an athlete. Yeah, he was fast. He was gifted. Dude could run. Dude yeah. could run. Um, super sensitive. Super sensitive. So he in Charlotte, my blitz show, show number three is Ray Caruth. And Caruth comes on, and you know. You sit and chill with him a little bit before we go do the show. And we did the show in a restaurant in front of like 400 people <laughs> and talking to him. And I just went, this is the most Bambi receiver I've ever met. He yeah. was, he was like, I know all worth used the name, but he was as sensitive and soft speaking of any pro football I've ever been around. And I just went, oh man, this this game's gonna eat him up. This this game's gonna eat him up. And I was wrong. It wasn't the game. 
It was the city. The city ate him up. Streets ate him up. But my goodness. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he's not the first, not the last. But, uh, you know, he's a fast player. And uh, that was just a funny story that I'd end up tackling him and stuff. I always I'm had, sure you got the picture somewhere. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I found a picture. I found a picture from an old Twitter thing. I tweeted at Dion that I growing up I was a Deion Sanders fan. And I was a you know, I always liked watching him play, I had a lot of respect for him. So when he was on Sports Illustrated, I used to back in the day, you know, I'd you know, that's what you'd hang up in your you know, in your bedroom. I was back home in my place in Minneapolis and just going through old boxes of like, you know, clippings and stuff. I still had the picture of Dion in there. It was like prime time. I think he was in Atlanta or whatever because he had, you know, chains on or whatever. So I'm one of the f- – I had a Sanders-Washington jersey. Like I went there. And then I quickly yeah. traded that in for a Raven-Sanders jersey. I did, I'm going to tell him, man, if I see I didn't like him wearing 37. I didn't like it. It didn't, yeah, it didn't look, look It didn't look like it, it, you know. How can you call yourself prime time, have that brand and wear 37? Like he must just, have been doing three somebody. or seven, yes. But well, thirty-seven. Chris, Chris, nah. Chris McAllister was twenty-one. You couldn't do single digits, so he probably and they. And McAllister he, was a dude. Yeah, like he was a dude. And you got to think, Dion just came there because like Ray Lewis called him up and was like, "Hey, you in shape?" Dion was like, "Yeah, I just ran a four-five. Just got off the couch." All right, hey, Ozzy will call you in two minutes. <laughs> then that's like he just came in on a humbug and he ended up playing two or three years after that. But uh, he beat me. Dion beat me at. Age thirty-seven, he beat me. I was running forward. He was backpedaling. He did. He beat Rich Eisen like that too. Remember when they used to do the? And I could run. Yeah, but that's yeah. Rich Eisen. No, but at the time I could run. I could yeah, run. Still. No, nothing. He's, he's a, <laughs> nothing. He's a Humble yourself. Dude. Go sit down. Go sit. Sit. <laughs> Media man. <laughs> Jay. You yeah, know, in front was. of everybody, like him and Daryl Green. Like, what was I thinking? So this is I when you know. know I needed better friends. This is how I I knew I had it was time to leave DC. <laughs> I needed better friends than that. Yeah, he's a, he's a phenomenal athlete. I think, you know, the uh, – you know, I think, you know, one of the things that uh, Nebraska has to really focus on this week – I mean, look, the, the Hayes in the barn. You know, I know the game's Saturday, but most likely they're not going to have pads on any other day. Can't speak for them. But um, I would like to, you know, think that uh, they are really trying to focus in on themselves, right? And – trying to get better at what they need to get better at before they're trying to focus on another team. So I think one of the things that, uh, you know, they have to do, and then defensively, right, what they need to get better at, they got to find a way to win some more one-on-one matchups because Colorado's offensive line is is as good or maybe a little bit better at some things than Minnesota. So winning one-on-one matchups in the run game and the pass game, that's going to give Tony White, and the defensive coaches more opportunity and flexibility to do some things that they want to do to, you know, eliminate their pass game. And you got to be on it in your – what's going to be crucial is who sets the edge, whether – and who's the field player, who's the alley player, and who's the secondary over-the-top player. And this is one thing that people need to understand about setting the edge, right? And this is, the you know, the difference. If the play is coming from away from you on the other side of the center – you don't have to set the edge on the outside person that, on, on the outside of the person that's trying to block you, because if you can beat them inside and you set the edge, that is the new edge. If you try to this is if you try to set the edge outside, that play is going to go inside you. So you, so be a football player. Know the know the formation. Know how they're getting to the same formation or plays, 
and setting the edge, which makes it then also setting the edge and condensing the hole, not setting the edge and be like, okay, I'm out here. You know, look at me. I did my job condensing the hole because if you want to eliminate somebody's speed or quickness as an offensive player, right, or a defensive player for an offensive player, make them move laterally, make them pitter-patter, make them bubble a little bit. That extra step or two allows your defense alignment and everybody to get off blocks and rally to the, rally to the ball. And um, and so that's one thing they they have to be on. And look, Colorado's a good – they got good skill players. So they're going to make plays, right? They're going to make – I mean, don't go up there thinking, you know, I mean, ideally it'd be great you win 28 nothing, right? But don't go up there thinking that they're not going to make plays. Okay, they're on scholarship as, as you are. They're going to make plays. They got good offensive players. Just don't let them make a lot of plays. Don't give them – wide open you know you know gashes or, or or land in your in your in your defenses because if you if you're there make the tackle okay they did what they're supposed to do you did what you're supposed to do let's you know strap it up and play another play and then special teams has to be you know a, a plus like they were last week that's where nebraska going into this game if you evaluate the last two the, the game by each team they have a distinct advantage in in in, the, in well just how they played special teams you got to do it again. They have to win the special teams battle. Have to. They also have to win, in in their way, the defensive battle. Right? That means if you have a goal of no more than three or four explosive plays, then it's got to be no more than three or four explosive plays. You have a game plan, a chart that you could hit that's going to give you an 85% chance of winning almost every week. How many points you is Nebraska? This is, this is where we got in trouble before. I asked the question, how many points does Nebraska have to score to guarantee a win in Boulder? There ain't no guarantee. What? what how many points is There's a number. What's that number? How many points is that? Like the defense, we can say defense yeah. is good. Defense is going to hold Colorado to 20, 21, 28. What's the number? If I'm thinking Nebraska, I mean, I'm thinking, well, first of all, I'd like to think that they think that they can score – I, well, they got to score 24 or more points. Am I, I mean, am I off there? I would think at least 24. I, I, it might I mean, be more you, than that. I get my, it might yeah, be well, more. Yeah, well, 24 or more. If you if you think you're going to go up there and score 10 points, you might as well just stay home. Well, that was Minnesota. You scored 10 points. But Minnesota's <laughs> defense is, is more. I mean, that. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That defense and the culture that they have, the experience that they have, the continuity that they have as a defense is a totally different animal. You're catching Colorado's defense at the perfect time. Seven other starters just got there in August. They literally just got off the plane um, less than a month ago or whenever they started camp. I don't know where that was, August 1st, August 2nd. They've only been there for four or five weeks. So they have not gelled yet. They will not gel until like the middle of the season and kind of really know the nuances. You're catching them at the right time. And so in order to – and it's not – I would say, yes, you need 24 points, but I think how you score the points is, is do you drive the ball? If they have a turnover depot in their plus side territory, do we at least capitalize and get points? We have got to be able to cash in on points. We can't have the series of 
driving all the way down there, Austin, to the five to the half yard line and going in the locker room with zero points. We can't do that. That's I think the key because these are two very different styles of teams. Colorado wants possessions. I think Nebraska's gonna try to limit them. Yeah. And I go back to looking at last week's game against Minnesota. Nebraska got the ball nine times. You score on two of them, you punt on three of them, you have turnovers on four. Yep. That ratio isn't going to cut it. If you're yeah. Nebraska, I do think limiting possessions oh, yeah. is fine. Is probably the way to go, but you have to be efficient with them. Right, yeah. If you're going to limit possessions and not score on more than two of them, you're hosed. But if you limit possessions, say both teams get nine, and you score in some form or five fashion or six, on yeah. four, five, six, you're probably in the game. Yeah. Well, then, but then it's how you score. And one, it can't be a field goal versus touchdown game. Right. Um, but so then what's the number? How many points do you think Nebraska can hold Colorado to offensively? Well, that's a, a two-part answer because the better that they play offensively, the better that the, they'll be able to hold them down. I think the biggest thing what Austin is talking about is you you, you can't trick off possessions, right. right? You can't get in a rhythm, right? Just say at the end of the game, like Minnesota, you're in a rhythm. You're kind of – Timely runs, you're doing okay running, you get three or four yards, you got to hit Marcus Washington, you kind of get... Chains are moving, you got right, from the 30 to right. midfield. 30 to mm-hmm. midfield, you're starting to get some rhythm, and then boop, there you go. We can't do that, you, or anything like that, or you can't drive all the way down there before half, and the worst case scenario, get you don't get three points, right? Get so, um, how, how they score is going to be interesting, right? And then how they go about scoring. That's going to be really the dictator. And then you know you're you, you know you're expecting your defense to be able to hold your head above water and the special teams as well. They have to get off to a good start. Like they, I mean, because if you get behind, you get down two scores with that crowd and that right. environment. That crowd, see, that I don't energy. Necessarily, see, I think I think getting off to a good start is different than maybe what you're thinking. I don't necessarily think that. You, I know. Let me. I'm gonna say this. Yes, I want you to score points. Right. Getting off to a good start for this program and these guys. Is not punching yourself in the face, right? One or two first downs, you're actually getting. And say Colorado makes a play. Say you have a say you have a guy open. I don't know who it is. Say Billy Kemp's open, and a linebacker makes a diving play, box bats it down on third down after two first downs. That's actually getting off to a good start. He made an excellent play. You had the right play call. They just made a play. Okay, tip their hat. We'll go to the sideline. That's a fast start for this team. Now, obviously, I'm saying this as a caveat. Ideally, I'd like them to get the ball and drive it 80 yards, and, and there's two minutes left in the first quarter. But I'm talking about in reality, realistically. Because if you get two first downs and say you get stopped on the next preceding set of downs on third down, that's nine plays at the worst-case scenario. That's not even counting running a play, a penalty, first down, okay, illegal, you know, or something like that. That's nine plays. That's six or seven minutes off the clock, and you've shown them we can drive the ball on you. And you're putting them probably behind the length of the field. Right. And you're changing the way that they're able to call plays. You're changing the way that you have to attack them on special teams. You're changing the, the – you're dictating the possibility that they can even return a punt at that point in time. Because now you can cough and punt. You can kick it out of bounds. You can do whatever. You can control the momentum of the game by how you efficiently start on offense. That's where we're at. Now, I, and, and I'm if, saying – If they're down score, two scores – well, then that's – yeah. But what I will say this, DP. If you are – now, I've seen teams like this. Now, there's a perfect example, Tennessee Titans against against Kansas City. Be down two scores. There's enough time. If you are running the ball efficiently and at a high enough rate, you can still run the ball as long as – but then 
the margin for error is down the razor thin because you can't be running the ball all the way down the field. And then you have two knuckleheads decide to either not line up right, jump off sides, or, you know, not be on the – whatever it could be. So you can still – you if it, if you're down, say, like 14 to 3 – and it's the middle of the second quarter. Don't abandon the run. You got plenty of time to do that. That part. That's my concern with them right. falling behind. Are they willing to be consistent? Stay committed to execution. Like right. Whatever your game plan is at, on play one, that remains true. And you're not down two or three scores. Well, how many times, DP, have you seen basketball games? <laughs> that's my boy right there. That's Jamal right there. Yeah. Texter. Yeah, uh, we caught him. That's yeah, the video. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The former jersey representing yeah. up there. But how many times have you seen in a basketball game? especially against Golden State. Yeah. They come out with a run. You're down. It seems like the whole game is over. You're down 12 points. Well, then all of a sudden, now you get it down within six. Next thing you know, now now it's four. Now you're playing small ball. Next thing you know, you got a one-point lead. Then you play football. Sticking around against any team like this is it pays you more dividends late in the game. Then you can finish fast, as like Matt Rule says. If you go out there and try to match and play for play or get out of your kind of game plan too quickly – and start to rush, it doesn't work out well. It doesn't even – first of all, take Colorado out of it. it. That don't work well for this team. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I think they, they, they are the type of team, if they stay within Matt Rule's game plan and kind of stay within themselves and kind of along their, say, identity or whatever you want to call it, I think they're a better football team versus if they try to get out of their – what they've practiced, they don't have enough – was it called guile or go whatever they don't have enough of like figure it out you know what i'm saying like they don't have enough guys that can go on a whim and understand why they're going on a whim and still be within the the you know the factions of the defense or offense you know what i'm saying i can feel like that's just football iq right some of that that just figure it out right, right? stuff goes wrong let's not just throw it down there because we have to throw it well, down there but what's well, the best i can make out of knowledge this? is arrogance that i've been in the situation before i know right. how to get through it mm-hmm. or again i'm able to call on my principles in, 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 in <laughs> like the, in the end, the great players, yeah. the principle is what carries you over. Talent mm-hmm. gets you into in play. Principle allows you to remain at a high level and play right. at a high level because you have a set of rules that you follow. Right. Like wait a minute, okay. If they if the, if the, if I'm not under duress, nobody can come through my route. I can go hunting. Right. The, but being, I can't chase business because business is coming. Being able to articulate what's going on there on the field. And, and I'll just talk in defense in particular, articulate clearly mm-hmm. and effectively and take a play that, say, DP ran in the first quarter and and match it to a, a play that you – that's somewhat similar in the third quarter so you don't get beat by it in the fourth quarter is really going to be paramount. Yeah. Because with the Dylan Edwards play – is a play that was ran in the first quarter. The only difference that they did was they put the running back on the other side of the quarterback, and he ended up scoring a play because they wanted to test their principles. The guys upstairs for Colorado are scouting individual players to try to take advantage of. That's That's what what they're up there for. I do want to ask you about being upstairs because I'm still trying to figure out who was upstairs for the Huskers. What coaches were up in the booth, up in the sky? I in the you sky. were at the game. What you asking me for? Uh, look, I I was body counting. I'm trying to figure it out who was up there. Oh, I don't know. They probably got the staff up there. You as a defender, as a linebacker, do you want your coordinator down, up or down? 
can like you give him? Well, I just want him wherever he's comfortable because you got some coordinators that are better down on the field uh-huh. that kind of want to feel their players, you know. And then there's, you got some like Vic Fangio's better upstairs because he has no personality, or at least when I play with no personality, and he can see the game clearly. So when I picked up the phone to talk to him, he Quick, said straight. He, <laughs> he's asking me what I saw, yep. and he's either denying or agreeing with it because he's able to see it clearly. Just depends on the coordinator and depends on how I like to. Some guys like to be like in that seat, seeing it and being in their zone. Some guys like to be down there and be. It's just I'd want if if I'm a head coach, I want to know where you. I don't need. I want you to be where you're comfortable because I want you to be able to do your job the most effectively. Okay. Down on the field, that's where you have the position coaches and those guys. I'm assuming just because they all have headsets on, uh, all talk and stuff like that. So that you know, you don't necessarily need to be down there. I was wondering. I just wanted to see the see the rooms get together. It's gonna be an itch. it's gonna be loud. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be crazy and bold. It's gonna be all hands on deck, man. And that's uh that should be the that should be the the mantra is we got all hands on deck and we gotta go out there and play a football game. So Jay Foreman DP, we're gonna go to our break real quick and then we'll be we'll be we will be right back. Watch old school live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old school with DP and Jay on ninety three seven the ticket and the ticketfm.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.